1: My favorite, it's Judd's Hockey Show. Hey, and welcome in to Judd's Hockey Show. Judd Zolgad from the XL Energy Center, Declan Goff from his uh, Palacious Estates. The Wild sweeps their four game homestand, uh, four to two over the Ottawa Senators this afternoon. They have now uh, won five in a row, nine of 11, uh, beating Edmonton, Detroit, Chicago, and now the Senators here before embarking on a two game trip which will be uh, then interrupted by the lengthy Christmas break. And uh, then the Jets and Wild will play a week from Tuesday. I believe it is uh, when play resumes, but Declan, when the wild. So uh, when they began this streak in which they've now won nine of 11, they were nine, nine and two, they lost to Toronto. It was Ryan Reeves first game. And uh, this team looked incredibly pedestrian with this hot stretch. They are now 18, 11 and two climbing the standings third place in the central but that's behind um a jets team that has played well really good yeah. and yeah two two teams that that are playing well so mm-hmm. the point being is the wild right now is uh playing uh really good sound hockey within its structure there are there are brief flips but um things are going about as well as possibly could be expected and i want to start the discussion here because this is sort of where lies a little bit of i, I don't know if confusion is the right word but it's certainly in. Interesting discussion. So this team definitely, uh, while having a lot of parts from last season's playoff team, which was really good in the regular season and fell apart in the playoffs to St. Louis, uh, this team returned a lot. uh, But, you know, we didn't know what to expect. And I think we said fringe playoff team coming in. Then they get off to a really, really rocky early start. And we're like, whoa, this might not be um, exactly what we thought. As of late, you know, with some changes now, Hartman came Mm -hmm. back today uh they have played really really well and i guess that this is and it's going to touch on on a topic near and dear to your heart i guess with um a defensive structure and goaltending holding up its end of the bargain mm-hmm. this is probably the best that we could have possibly expected now in this last stretch uh going into the season from this team cuz i don't think we ever expected that they were going to be what, what was last year's team 113 points or something like, like
0: yeah 114 that. or something yeah so that
1: was a lot I don't think we expected that but I will say this um this stretch that starts you know after that Toronto game now has been impressive and now this team at home as well is playing like I think we at least thought they might be capable of and perhaps a little bit above that is that fair you think
0: yeah, I think so too. Um, right now, they're at 84% to make the playoffs right now, according to Money Puck. So, yeah, they were kind of a 50 50 team when they got off to that rough start. And now they're kind of cementing themselves. They've banked some wins. It's a like always a very crowded Central Division. So, uh, it, it, you need to rack up as many points as you can right now. But yeah, they're playing very sound. They're playing very structured wild hockey that they've had that they've played before. Uh, they suppress a ton of shots. I think at one point, at least uh, before the empty net goal by the senators they they only allowed about 12 or 15 five on five shots throughout the course of the game um so they're they're doing a great job making their lives easier on their goaltending and then obviously on the other part of that equation is your goaltending is also playing very well Gustafson was strong again today uh Marc Andre Fleury's been pretty strong for the most of the season outside of the start of the year that he had yeah this is this is I think a sustainable way to win games too it's not it's not high-end and not flashy but they're figuring out ways to win uh, like this. And I know we've seen it before from wild teams that then they go to the playoffs and they get bounced in six or seven games. So I, I I'm not ready to deem them that they can for sure <laughs> I'm get with past you. that. Totally with you on this. But I will say over the last 11 games here that they've been on, they've looked really, really well. And I think they had the most points, in the NHL dating back to November 27th. So they're on a right. They're on a nice run right now. It's definitely building up some more confidence in the team. Um, but I just, I just, I just need to see more, you know, I just need to see it more. I'm, I'm I'm loving what I'm seeing right now, but I just need to see it played out over the next few months more.
1: Yeah. It, it does appear. And I'm totally with you. I, I just, I can't go there. I can't go. I mean, every time it feels like that we start to get excited about what this team could possibly do in the playoffs, it, they get there and it's just like bang out in the first round. Um, it does feel like the structure though, sort of fits that style. Uh, I like wh- how they're playing. I like the fact that um, where I felt in the first few games, because, I mean, that bad streak wasn't really long. It's not like it was, you know, 25 games, but it felt like at the start of the season when they didn't play structured that they just got exposed. They weren't good enough to play like they were were trying to play. Um, The return of of Greenway, who I was sort of debating on, because, you know, he can go through stretches where he plays great, and then he can go through stretches where he doesn't. I think the return of Greenway, just because it's weird, and this goes back to a discussion that we talked about, Last year, the Felino and Eck line, I, I don't think I've ever seen a line so reliant on all three guys. Like, yeah. you know, you'd think if one guy came out, it, it would be fine. And that's not to say that Ericsson and and or Felino become a mess, but it's not the same. Um, the addition of Reeves has definitely helped. I, I mean, he just helps to loosen thing, things up, uh, both in the room and on the ice, because at least in the regular season, and this might change in playoffs because penalties kill you there but Reeves arrival in the regular season literally opens things up on the ice nobody wants to get near him nobody wants to fight him no. nobody <laughs> and so like consequently your guys are free to basically cuz if if the price is if i defend my teammate i'm going to potentially have to fight Reeves teams are like i'm out there um and so as a regular season thing it's been fantastic i mean tonight in in warmups. He dressed as Santa Claus. He had a Santa yeah, Claus hat great. on. He's throwing pucks and sticks. <laughs> he, he in the post game, Kaprizov said a couple days ago, Reeves called him up and said, "Do you want to be my elf?" And he's like, "Yeah, sure." And so Kaprizov's in in pre-game warmups dressed yeah. as an elf trying to, you know, help help and distribute things. I mean, that's the type of things that like if it's sincere, it works. If it's if it's um fabricated a bit, it doesn't work. But Reeves is very sincere. So, like, it's fantastic. And this team, it feels like what this team has back, just from a starting point here, because there's a lot of things on the ice that are just flat out going well for them. But it feels like the most important thing is when the season started, this team didn't have its mojo. Like that, the closeness that was just evident all of last year was not there. And with the with obtaining Reeves, it changed that. And so that's there now. And I also think that there is an accountability on the ice to play a certain way that disappeared, that is now back. So it's not like it's it's a sexy team outside, obviously, the first line. But it doesn't have to be. It has to be a team that executes. And they are executing now. And I think that there's an accountability that if you don't, and your name is not Kirill Kaprizov, you're going to hear about that. And there's going to be, I don't want to say trouble, but I do think an accountability that probably has to be, answered for if you don't do your job
0: you can you can definitely benchmark that since the ryan reeves trade that this has just been a different team i mean that the record says it automatically i believe nine and three uh or, or yeah nine and three or so seven and three in their 10 games nine and three no nine three no with since ryan reeves was acquired here as our youtube commenters point out um and when we first saw that trade i think there was a little bit of okay um not an offensive guy and a team that is des- in desperate need of trying to find a top six forward and there was plenty of news circulating that they were on the market looking for that. And Ryan Reeves doesn't necessarily bring that, but Garen, um, from his playing days. And also from him being a GM knows what it takes to win and knows how also important that culture accountability locker room vibe is. And there wasn't i I don't think that this locker room was bad, um, throughout the first what month before the Ryan Reeves trade. It just, yeah, it lacked a little bit of fun and spunk. You know, I, I love the weird, not the not weird wild commercials. I think that's great. Um, And I think that room is still pretty good, but they were just missing a little something. And ironically enough, it's a guy who is mostly kind of known as a goon around the league. And obviously, you know, can sometimes have a bad reputation when he's on the ice, but he has brought a winning attitude here. And I think Garen deserves a ton of credit for finding that. And I know we saw a fifth round pick as the as the price of it for a guy who was kind of being healthy scratched in New York. Also, look at New York. Look how the Rangers, have, they haven't been playing very well since he left either. So he definitely makes a difference. He is that Pat Bev type of role player that just brings everyone together. Yeah, but I, so Pat Bev, it's a, a good comp. Pat Bev, though, is
1: wound tight. Like Pat Bev, I i think Pat Bev starts his day holding a guys accountable, right? He's like, go, go, go. Reeves is accountability, but he's also fun. And, and like the thing that struck me at the start of the season was this. This team was having no fun. Nobody yeah, was fun. That's and, like that. and you know, I look up and down the roster, and it's a lot of guys who are either quiet or wound tight. A lot of guys wound tight. Zuccarello's wound, I oh, I think God. he's wound wound <laughs> tight, right? Yeah. Uh Hartman wound incredibly tight. Spurgeon is a captain and he leads by example, but he's not a go to guy as far as oh man, Jared talked. Like that's all like, oh yeah, Jared. When when Jared talks, I'm sure it works. But it's not going to work consistently. Like Previous to to Reeves, who set the tone, and Felino has a bit of that, but it feels like if he was, he was basically alone in trying to set that, that tone. Where Reeves is, a, Reeves is a huge personality, absolutely huge. Pat Bev is too. I just think Pat Bev is probably more of a jerk. Reeves strikes yeah. me as a Reeves strikes me as he can be a jerk, but he's a good guy. I, I mean. I, I walked away to do the show and I walked past the, um past the sense room mm-hmm. and guys are dressed talking and Reeves is talking to a guy he mixed it up with. Right. And they're yeah. going back and forth on like <laughs> what the hit was and there. I mean, it's fun. Like, I think Ryan Reeves is universally respected and I don't know. And I just don't, don't know this. He doesn't strike me as a shelf life guy, like Pat Bev for sure is, right? Like Pat Bev oh, yeah. is gone partially because it's like thanks for the year, Pat. We can't take this anymore. Uh I think Ryan gets uh shipped off because it's seen as diminishing returns for a skill set. But you know, again, Dex, you can't, it's so hard to like quantify the importance of people. Like I think yeah, I think oh, yeah. GMs, I think GMs and coaches will say, So-and-so served their purpose, and now we've got a room full of guys that get it, and then the guy's gone, and the team's like, okay, we're sort of back to where we were. So, like, this is a very interesting, intricate conversation about hockey skill and, like, playing ability mixed with the the very important element of human relations, basically, because these guys are together constantly.
0: Right. And not to turn Judd's hockey show into a uh, hijacking of Flagrant Howls with Phil Mackie and Kyle Teige, which you can find on this YouTube channel as well. But I mean, look at the Wolves right now. That chemistry is completely off. That locker room vibe is off right now. They traded a ton of their role players and Pat Bev away. And now they've just been scuffling, right? I mean, they're scratching and clawing their way just to be a 500 team when this team had aspirations to be a lock, to be a top six team for sure. So, yeah, the, the Wild just needed a little extra oomph. Again, I don't think, to your point, I don't. I don't think that room was bad. It just, it it lacked something and credit to Garen, because I think it's very easy um, to make be a Chuck Fletcher and make a big panic trade. And you, and you, and you mortgage a bunch of high assets to bring in someone just because you have to bring in someone where this was clearly a, all right. Yeah. He can help us on the ice, but also what he's going to do for us off it. And what he's going to do for that room, we can pay that price and it's going to work out.
1: Speaking of guys that help, on the ice let's talk about not his goal because he, he scored again I, I believe it was yep a goal and two assists for the fantastic krook caprizo let's talk about his assist on the spurgeon goal i don't know if you saw that pass mm-hmm. uh but that pass through the defenseman's legs i believe it was if i'm not mistaken i've got it written down here travis Hamonick, okay yep. who's a second pairing defenseman yeah, i don't think he's a bad player oh he's a solid player uh, Kurok put a Gretzky in pass between his legs. Like he had two cones attached to his upper torso. Uh, the pass was perfect. Spurgeon pinched in. It feels to me like, and I'm not saying that they weren't aggressive previously. It feels to me like during this hot stretch, the defensemen have given been given more ability to pinch in as, as long as a forward comes mm-hmm. back to protect them. Uh, but that is as nice a play as you are going to see. And, uh, who I think it was at a goal and an assist uh, reached the 200 point mark for his brief career. That pass in a nutshell is what is one again of the things that makes this guy so incredibly special.
0: There aren't, I mean, I know you and I are big hockey guys. We can go to a college hockey game, high school hockey game, NHL game. And obviously we're going to appreciate it. There are not many guys that if you are not a fan of this sport or you don't follow it closely, he is worth the price of admission. Like he, he it is not take, any type of person to realize that this dude, when he's on the ice can do incredibly special things. And yeah, he's been on an insane heater here. Um, I believe even has more points than McDavid did in his first, uh, what was it? 179 games or what, whatever he is at now. Um, so he's, he's so good. And, and that he's a superstar player. And, you know, to your point of Eck, Bellino, Greenway, they all need to rely on each other. And this is again, not to discredit Sam Steele, who I believe had another assist here tonight. Um, but that, that center piece to a degree, like, pun intended, is mm-hmm. is replaceable? Like, because Zuccarello and Kaprizov have such insane chemistry, right? And when Kirill is just on the ice, he can create anything. He can make something out of nothing, and it, it's it's remarkable watching him in person because we're seeing it on display night in night out with this team. But man, he's yeah, he's a damn good player.
1: 167 career games now, 93 goals, 108 assists, so 201 points, um, in in that time period. So yeah it's absolutely incredible. Um, I can only hope that when his contract nears its end again, that this Mm -hmm. team can, can do exactly what the Vikings should do with uh, Justin Jefferson, which is lock him up for eternity. Uh, I have no interest in trying to trade him. I have no, No. you know, I have no interest in going to the Rangers and saying, or the Kings and saying how many prospects Um, this kid is beyond special. Uh, Hartman's return. Yeah. So he, so sort of Well, To my chagrin, not sort of, to my chagrin, Sammy Walker sent back down to the Iowa Wild because they didn't, you know, obviously want him in the press box and they weren't going to stick him on the fourth line with Reeves, Dewar, and Shaw. Hartman uh, plugs back in. Um, Let me get this straight before I screw this up. Uh, Hartman played tonight. um, Where is he on my stat sheet? Ryan Hartman played 12-10 tonight. Penalty for interference um i so i didn't see him a lot at the end um it felt like he was not on the ice much at the end dean was asked about that and said no i skated uh four lines consistently it felt like greenway was slotting in for guys at certain times so i'm not exactly sure um the point is here's what i'm curious about Ducks hartman on the line with with goudreau and bold okay so this was hartman's first game back he's coming off a great year he got off to a, a bad start got demoted to a wing this season uh got hurt came back so this is game one but here's what I'm curious I, I think you'll be fine I, I think he helps you ultimately but on a line with Goudreau and Boldy and especially Boldy is he going to be the compliment that Walker looked to be at times because Hartman's playing style he, he's got a good shot but Hartman's playing style I mean the one thing Walker brought that really intrigued me because he did it with uh with confidence was speed. Yep. And and like I like this I like how this team is playing. I like the fact that they appear to be incredibly responsible, but I would not call them a bunch of speedsters. No, yeah. And not, no. and it feels yeah. like they are if if there was a metric to measure Wild's team speed in 2021-22, Against Wild Team Speed in 22-23, it feels like that this is a slower team. Um, I had felt that Boldy and Walker's skill sets combined together with Sammy Speed gave that line a little bit of a, a, an oomph or some juice that they didn't have. I am curious if Hartman and Boldy are going to have the same chemistry because it feels like Hartman and Goudreau are more along the same lines. And yes, I'm sort of dismissing um, Hartman's outstanding year last year because I don't see that being repeated now, especially being on a different line. So I guess I'm just going to keep an eye out on these next two games as Hartman's playing time probably increases what we see from him because there was a reason why I thought that Boldy and Walker were at least so initially intriguing together.
0: You know, I, I don't know what his value would be, but I wouldn't be surprised if they moved on from him. If they use him as a piece at Hartman? the trade deadline, yes, to dude, move on. contract, dude. It's Everyone incredible. Would, yeah. yeah. It's 1.3 million. Can they sacrifice
1: that contract?
0: Like it, in their cap right. space? Right. I get what you're saying. I just, I wonder if they kind of look at it as, can they get a team to bite on a guy who scored 30 plus goals last season on a relatively good deal? Oh, and man. can you make your team better? by trading him and can you make boldy better i i wouldn't rule it out i i in fact it would just make a lot of sense because yes he's under a very friendly team deal he's a year removed from a career year um and if they could find someone that can complement boldy's skill set better i think you'd do it i i think you and to your point yeah they have to figure out some cap gymnastics because they're in cap hell still for two more years right but i wouldn't be surprised i wouldn't rule out if they could potentially move him
1: that's a really in intriguing thought. I briefly thought of that in the press box during the game, but then I thought, well, because of, of being in Capel, his contract is such a good contract because he signed for cheaper uh, to stay here. But it makes sense. So you bring up that's an intriguing thing too because of this. Now, I'm not saying that this team is going to continue at the points pace that they have been at for approximately the last 11 games, but I mean, they do look good, right? As the deadline nears, if you're still playing well, what do you do? Because mm-hmm. like Dumba got off to a, in my opinion, an atrocious start. Yep. Now he is. He has. It's not like he's um, picking up a ton more points now, but his play is he's definitely improved, right? Yep. Like yep. his play is definitely improved. He's pinching in more. He's playing with a confidence that I don't know why he just completely lacked. Um, and and you know, again, and we, we both have talked about this extensively. Um, Dumba's a guy that the team loves. Like yeah, right yeah. or right, wrong, indifferent, they love him. So if they continue to play well and play solid, it's a really interesting question. Uh, like to, to your point, Hartman or Dumba, whose contract is up, who's almost certainly going to have to walk and, and who could bring you something back. But if you're playing well, you know, if you're in third place or second place in the division, do you trade him? Like that? this is where Bill Guerin's job is going to become difficult because seeing Dumba walk and getting nothing in return is not great. Right. But, but you know, Bill is a guy who 100% values chemistry. The Reeves trade was made, you know, mm-hmm. largely because of that. So do you see this team make a move of a Dumba or Hartman if it makes sense, but it's also seen as being detrimental to the chemistry of the locker room?
0: And that's also what they have to figure out, too, with Dumba's future. That All right, so he's a UFA. So if you don't trade him, he's on the open market if he wants to come back here and, or if you were interested in bringing him back here, you can't pay him 6 million again. Like he, he, he's not uh, that at the time, totally reasonable, but you can't pay that guy $6 million again, especially when you're in cap hell. If they weren't in cap hell, okay, let's have more of a discussion. And you know, the availability is probably there to a degree, but you would hate to also not get anything for him. I would be, I just don't know. I don't, I really don't. I know we love, uh, we love bringing takes on this show, but I, I do not have a firm idea of what the future holds for Matt Dumba on the wild by the trade deadline. I really don't.
1: Okay. I think they would. I think that there are some people in the organization for sure that would like to trade him. I don't think that those guys are necessarily named Bill Garrett or Correct. Dean or Dean. I think that what they say will go. And if this team is playing well, I don't think that they would do that. You know what? In retrospect, so let let's talk about the guys that Garen has messed with, okay because he he's not afraid to guy was here sitting on the bench, name spelled wrong on the scoreboard when they welcomed him back, Cam Talbot nice. Garen messed with him because he thought he can he's either going to handle it, but I've got a chance to get a Hall of Fame goaltender, and if he can't, that's on him um I don't know that they would mess with Dumba and the room there. I think that there's a fighting chance if they feel that they can make a playoff run and, and that's where I'm out. I just don't know anymore. Like we sat here last year talking about it. I'm out mm-hmm. until you win a series. I just don't know. Um, but I will say this. I don't think Bill Guerin would, if this team is playing well and is really right. going towards a decent playoff spot, I don't think Dumba gets moved, but then he definitely walks. And, and there are going to be people who work here who are in Bill's ear about, is this the best
0: idea? Right. Yeah. And it, that's going to be just a fascinating decision for him. Um, Yeah. And he makes 6 million. He could help another team. Yeah. Uh, if, if they're playing as good as they are right now, and we get to the trade deadline, then probably not. Right. Like he probably is not going right. anywhere. Yes. Why? Like why, you know, unless you were, unless you got completely blown away by some offer, then okay, obviously let's, let's talk. Yep. But if they're just middling, if they're probably, if Bill kind of sees it as, all right, we're probably just going to be a wild card team. Maybe we can be the third team in the central and you get a good enough offer, you could probably move them. But I think we're going to have to just wait it out still for another few more months till, till we get close to the deadline.
1: I, I think the going theory um, uh, previously has been that, uh, that Faber who was acquired for yep. fiala from the Kings and Brock obviously plays for the Gophers and he could step in tomorrow. He's great. Um, I think the going, the working theory was that, he would replace Dumba. Um, but the thing about it is, you know what? He could replace Matt. I hate to say it because I think this guy works hard. He, he could al- also step in for uh, for uh, John Merrill at this point. Yeah. And, and I think be fine. I mean, John Merrill is a serviceable player. Yeah, But, you know, if Faber can come in and be the impact, and we have seen young defensemen come in and impact teams. It's not like it's going to take six months. Um, that would be a tough decision, but if you're convinced that you can't, if you're convinced that trading Dumbo would cause real problems internally. And so you're going to keep him. Uh, I think you've got to give serious consideration to scratching Merrill along with, uh, with goose and playing Faber favor there. That's just a, that's just a total pie in, in the sky theory. Cause you're right. If you get blown away on Dumbo, that could change things. Um, but this team playing the way it's playing is definitely going to present some challenges. Guys will get hurt too. That's going to happen. Uh, but if they don't on the blue line, I think that there is a there's going to be a tough conversation to be had if this team continues to play the way that they have played the past what dozen games or so.
0: Yeah. I mean, Merrill's a replacement level player. I mean, he's yeah. fine. He's he's not he's not a detriment, but he doesn't move the needle for you. Um, Andrew uh on our YouTube comment points out too, they have a deep prospect pool. Obviously, Faber's there. Addison, for whatever reason, sometimes gets in the doghouse. He's been a healthy scratch even recently, but, he's, some, but, but he's, he's someone that should be playing more minutes going forward. So, yeah, you can move on from Dumba long-term, and I think you'll be okay from it. But, yeah, just how they approach that as they get close to the deadline and messing with that chemistry is going to be the more interesting thing to watch.
1: Last thing, sir, so mm-hmm. a tough day. So, so Cam Talbot, so <laughs> Gustafson, who came here in the trade for Talbot, starts. Yep. Gets the win. Nice performance. I, I I have to admit, after a rocky couple games, I've been impressed. Um, Antoine Forsberg, though, who also is good, uh, he gets the start for the Sens. So Cam Talbot is on the bench. And I think at some point, I think it was in the first period, they welcome Cam back. Now, they have cleaned this up. If you did not play here or impact things mightily, you are now basically welcomed back. We no longer have to watch a litany of your highlights as a... Uh, you know as a member of the wild with lapanta or or o'Donnell's play by play cam Talbot what an incredible save that that's all gone but but the folks that operate scoreboard here at the x unfortunately spelled talbot t a b l o t tablet oh, tablet tablet so cam looks In up there. at first and speaking of another guy i think that's wound. Relatively tight in life, I think Cam might be as well. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so Cam, Cam looks up at the scoreboard, and at first he can tell he's not thrilled, and I think that he saw his name and started laughing uproariously. So uh, yeah, we, uh, I, I have to admit, mm. I have to admit, as a guy who doesn't feel it's necessary to welcome everyone who played here or worked here, please welcome Pat the Usher, who's now in St. Louis as an usher. You know, I did find it rather amusing that they spelled it tabloid.
0: Yes, that's that's too bad. I, I saw I believe he got dinner think. last night, uh, with Spurgeon or this morning or something. I think I saw him he was he was out with, with Spurgeon and other people um when he was back in town. And yeah, he was a fine goalie. I mean he was he was fine here. Uh and to you know, Gustafson's point I tweeted this out and I've been harping on it for a long time with you on this show, it's just overpaying for goaltending is just it can just kill you from a cap management standpoint. Yep. Even with Talbot, with Dubnik, Flurry, Gustafson. Um none of these guys have ever broke the bank. Never. Their play has it been perfect. No. But has there ever been a point where their play and they had an unmovable contract? No, that hasn't been the case. And that's very smart on Garen to build a roster that doesn't overpay for goaltending.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And Talbot would make no mistake. Be here today. If he hadn't thrown a fit. I agree. Like, like that their plan. I don't think their plan was to ever trade him. I think that their plan was, you know between him and and flower flower might play uh more games but you know before the season when garen joined us i want to say that garen said that the plan was uh 50 to 55 games for flurry yeah but but i think the plan was if it was flurry and talbot 40 something sure flurry like they both would have played a ton and if talbot hadn't pitched a fifth then and then caused you know and said bill and his eight you know, at the what yeah, the draft at the combine or at the draft, yeah. Said, uh, you know, Bill Guerin has a lot to think about. And Bill Guerin came back and said, I don't have bleep to think about that caused that trade. That trade was not I don't think the plan was to ever uh cut ties until that happened. And then Bill said, You know what? Screw that. So yes, welcome back, Cam Tablot.
0: Hilarious. I hey, by the way, um Patrick Schoonover Foundation, the play for Patrick campaign. Um we, we had a nice little campaign about a month ago where we raised Awareness to his cause, go to score for Patrick to still uh, donate to that. And you can learn more, go to score for Patrick uh, MN to support the Patrick Schoonover Foundation and hit the subscribe button too, right here for sure. daily Minnesota sports entertainment. Uh, a couple West Coast games coming up for the wild back to back Wednesday and Thursday. Then they have a little bit of a break because of the holidays. Judd's favorite reason people taking time off around the holidays. Um, so so hockey team. So, so we'll uh, boxing we'll, day games. Put them back. So we'll, we'll we'll figure out some some other episodes, obviously, to march out here in the next couple weeks. But hit the subscribe button for daily Minnesota sports entertainment, and we'll be back very soon. So I switched to Boost Mobile and got this free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone. Why do you think they call it the Galaxy? Maybe because the Samsung Galaxy A23 has a huge screen, and galaxies are huge gravitationally bound systems of stars rotating around a supermassive black hole.
1: And the phone is free
0: when you switch to Boost Mobile.
1: Cool you lost me to gravitationally bound switch to boost and get a free samsung galaxy a23 5g phone boost mobile unleash your power limited time offer while supplies last new customers only excludes tax one device offer per line only available on certain networks 5g not available everywhere additional restrictions apply see your local boost mobile
0: store for details it pays to paint with lows pros can earn more faster by signing up for our mvps pro rewards program Get up to 20% back when you buy more paint, including top paint and stain brands pros trust, such as HGTV Home by Sherwin-Williams and Valspar. Visit us in-store or at Lowe's.com today to get started. Based on minimum qualifying annual spend, Lowe's gifts gift card must be claimed by last day of calendar year. Vowed through 1231. Additional exclusions, terms, and conditions apply. See Lowe's.com slash L slash pro loyalty terms for details. At The Home Depot,
1: we're dedicated to helping you build the skills that get your home projects done right.
0: Just a quick trip to Pluto and back. And what did we learn along the way? Well,
1: that an EV can take on the world, like the Nissan LEAF. It can move racing forward and take your breath away, like the all-new Nissan Aria.
0: We learned to make EVs that electrify. 8 billion miles driven by LEAF owners globally since 2010. Aria not yet available for purchase. Expected availability late
1: fall. Subject to change.